Hello, hello. Hare Krishna. Welcome to the Take Note podcast with Kelly and Ananda. And today we have a very special guest, Donna Raj Prabhu, our dear friend that we've had the good fortune of being connected with this year. It's, it's actually been quite magical. There's been a, I've been thinking about it. A, a friend of ours, Leela Vrindavan, has uh, put together, had put together this group. And I just feel like I was connected with so many wonderful and lovely people this year. And Donna Raj is one of those lovely persons. So we're very happy to have you with us, Prabhu. Donna Raj, it, it's, it's literally a privilege, a pleasure and a joy to have you here. And you are our first official guest on the Take Note podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, the feeling is mutual. I, um, Ananda told me that it was just going to be like hanging out and just pretend that no one's listening. So yeah, for me, this is a very nice and long overdue hangout. That's what we're doing. We're just and we're we're, we're all. I'm gonna take my scarf off because I feel like we're in a boy band right now. <laughs> I can. It's actually kind of cold in here. I could wear it like this if you want, so we could all have variety. I can yeah, wear well, it like this. Free. <laughs> I just like think those, so. Those so monkeys, people see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, but with scarves. Kaylee has to wrap around his eyes. Yeah. I don't want people to think we're in a cult or something. So I'm just gonna. It's too late. <laughs> for, it's too late. <laughs> I've got some I, you should see. Yeah, I gave up on not trying to appear like I'm in a coal a long time ago. <laughs> it's just going to be who I am. Okay, um, well, so, what, what's happening, Ananda? What's so the we're, schedule? Here, we're here today because um, this Take Note podcast is really, uh, for us and you at home or at work or wherever you are listening or seeing and or both, uh, to really, as the title suggests, take note. Take note of the wonderful and cr and beautiful creative potential energy that all of us have as living beings and how that is innately part of our journey towards higher and more substantial experiences in life. More higher and more substantial experiences of truth. And uh, this is brought to you by the Bodica platform, um, which is an amazing initiative really helping connect <clears throat> creatives and thoughtful persons uh, to the experience of bhakti. There's a lot mm. of philosophy about bhakti and, and really uh, what's almost more moving oftentimes, or what can be more moving is the direct experience. Mm. Me and uh, Dave Amada were actually talking about the other day that we are emotional beings, right? We can Tell have a whole it. bunch of philosophy, but we're still going to make decisions based on our emotions, right? And bhakti doesn't negate emotions. Actually, bhakti is all about how do we uh, utilize and, and um, put in motion our emotion. <laughs> I like how you brought the arm in there. Yeah, the arm. Um, so that's what we're here to do. We're here to take note and... We're, Kelly and I were discussing about all the wonderful devotees that we would like to uh, partake in a conversation of of such. And uh, one of those, actually one of the first devotees that we thought of was Dhanaraj. So we Dhanaraj, we literally couldn't be in better company right now. Yeah. And if you're watching this, you couldn't be in better company right now. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. You've completed the... Um, the meaning of life you've you've made it here <laughs> wow. with dana raj Prabhu, so i it. i see seven people watching on facebook maharani Vrindadevi is saying hari krishna 
Uh, I want the re the other six of you, as of right now, to please write in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm going to sing a song. Is yeah, okay? nice. I'm going to awesome. sing a song because that's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song. And then people will see this live video. They're like, hey, they got guitars and stuff. Guitars and, and scarves. I've, I'm at the right Guitars and scarves. My <laughs> wife is watching, Shirada Devi. Wow, that's auspicious. You've made it. I've made it. Um, meanwhile, actually, while I do this, I'm going to tune this guitar up. <clears throat> I'm going to introduce Donna Raj Prabhu mm. uh, a little bit, very briefly, if, you don't, if you'll allow me. Am I allowed, Kelly? Yes, very much okay. so. You are, I, I'm advocating it. I'm encouraging you. Okay. So this is like the official bio. And Prahlad Nishringa. Hare Krishna, Prahlad Nishringa. Nice to see your text. Thanks for writing in. Um, so this is the official bio, and then I'll, I'll give the heart bio, and Kelly, you can give your heart bio. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So the, the official bio is this. Donna Rajdas studied creative writing at New Hampshire Institute of Art and, and, and Bhakti Shastri at the Jaladutta Institute, where he met his spiritual teacher. Hoping to study language deeply in graduate program, he spends his time writing programs, excuse me, writing poems, reading and translating classes or books. His eyesight gets worse every year, but that just means you have to stay home and read more books and keep everything close to your face and heart. That's cute. Hallelujah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, is your eyesight really getting worse every year? It gets. Uh, I have to. Yeah, I have to get different prescription like every three years. But like that means that it's getting worse every day. I feel like, I feel like that's you know <clears throat> you know I'll, I'll I'm gonna make a I'm gonna digress a little bit. I'm gonna sure. confess. And if my parents are watching, I think I already told them. But I'm gonna confess something. <laughs> if I haven't told you, mom, dad, I'm sorry. When I was young, before I wore these. All my neighbors had glasses, and I thought, man, it would be so cool to have glasses. They look so smart. They got like, you know, you get different colors and different styles, and I wanted glasses really bad, so I convinced my parents that I needed to go get an eye check, and I cheated on my eye test oh. in order to get glasses. Wow. I like, I saw a hot air balloon, and I didn't, I didn't click it that I saw it. What you a heard sinner. Huh? On take, the beans have been spilled. The beans have been spilled. And I don't know if they're watching. If mom, if you're watching, write in. We'd, I, you know, I'd I think I already told you. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's, that's the fact. Mm. That's well, you, one, by crook. Huh? By hook or by crook. By hook or by crook. Or you got your glasses. So now I need glasses. Now I'm like, oh man, I wish I didn't have to wear glasses all the time. <laughs> mm. This is how karma works. Okay, my uh, Kelly, you give your give your heart bio of Donna Raj. Okay, um, Donna Raj has actually greatly impacted my life in such a short space of time, mm. and um, it's very interesting how we came to know one another. As Ananda was saying, there was a wonderful personality called Leela Brindavan. Isn't she wonderful, Donna Raj? She's very wonderful. Yes, from one from one to twelve, how wonderful is she? Out off the chart for sure. That's an easy question. Next, um, I don't have any other questions. That's all I prepared. So, um, <laughs> anyway, this wonderful personality, Leela Brindavan, she created a group called the Creative Collective, and 
um, she just had this vision to kind of bring like-minded spiritual creatives together um, in one place, one sangha, and all three of us happened to be there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's been going for about a year now, and I guess we're not as active as we were at the beginning. But so much has happened in that year, and I've just seen us all grow um, like into such like wonderful um, versions of our potential. And I can see there's so much more potential to grow into. There's deeper depths and there's greater heights. And when I look at Danaraj, this is purely coming from my heart. I see infinite, unfathomable potential. And the wonderful thing for me is to have an opportunity to associate with a person like Danaraj. And anyway, I don't actually need to say much more because we're going to hear him um, hear from him in this podcast. But I'm sure you will agree when uh, when this podcast terminates, you will feel nourished, encouraged, enlivened in spiritual life. So. See, Donaraj, you thought you were going to embarrass us, but that, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. We turn it around on this show. No one's going to want to come on the Take yeah, I know. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Just get charmed for an hour in public. <laughs> anyway, okay. sing your song, Ananda. I'm, I'm going to sing a song. And I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Can you hear the guitar? Okay. So this is a song that um, I was always wanting to write. It's called uh, Dust and Iron. And uh, it was on the EP that I released almost two years ago. Wow. Can you, can you make your screen bigger than ours? Oh, yeah. Let's like- do that. Showcase yourself. Let's do that. Let's see. Oh, that didn't do it. Okay, how's this? Nope, that <laughs> didn't do it either. <laughs> Here we go. But now you guys are not even there. Anyway, we'll just go for it. takes the milk from the water as the flower takes the sun from the clouds as the bee takes the nectar from the flower as the minute takes the seconds from the hour Please see my innermost desire Covered in bond, contained in dust and iron I'm sorry that when I say your name, I don't cry What's my love for you if I'm still standing? Your life, these are just words. There's a fire covered by the smoke as the dust falls upon the mirror as the baby hides within a womb. 
I'm just praying that my love will be born soon. Please see my innermost desire covered in chains, contained in dust and iron. I'm sorry that when I say your name, I don't cry. What's my love for you if I'm still standing? Life. I'm sorry that when I say your name, I don't cry. What's my love for you if I'm still standing here alive? But these are just words. Okay. Probably. So I thought we'd get started with just a little bit of music. This is a song that, um, it's related also to our topic. Our topic today being between the world, no, between the word and world, right? Mm. As we, I, I, I had called, <clears throat> I had called Donaraj. Uh, inviting him onto this program, and he graciously accepted. And in our discussion, we were talking about how, how you know, we come from a line of great writers and great poets who, who in so many ways describe what is in many ways undescribable, right? So what is that bridge that can be built through poetry, through music, through song, through creativity, through the aesthetics, right? That can connect us um, at least to, the, to a portal for an experience, right? Uh, so this song um, is, is a song that I wrote that really speaks to the intention behind, you know, at least when I as an artist, why I want to write music or why I want to write poetry or anything, right? It's like the words may be junky, the words may be clunky and weighed down with connotation and, and you know, pronounced poorly and, you know, I may eat my words when I sing or I may sing out of key or whatever may happen, right? But one really wonderful name that I've always been attracted to is Bhavagrahi Janardana. It's the name of Krishna, name of God. That means he comes in and he grabs the essence from a thing, right? And, and the examples in that is that, you know, there may be so many imperfections externally, but there's this metaphor that's always given how the swan can take the essence, the most wonderful essence. If, if you have water mixed with milk, it can take that milk only. And scientifically, actually, they have a chemical in their beak, in their throat, that curdles the milk. If you have milk in water, it curdles the milk and they spit out just the water in the way and they take the, the protein, the substance of the milk. So, so in that way, when, when we offer something, we can trust the essence is being extracted, right? So uh, that this, in this mood, we approach using words 
right, to describe that which is indescribable. So, Donaraj, I wanted to uh, invite you to kind of start off the conversation with, uh, you had shared a quote with me, and maybe you can kind of lead into that quote that you shared from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and kind of explain, you know, how we kind of came to this point in our conversation and, and why we were both thinking that it'd be a very nice place to go and explore. Sure. Um, well, I also, I, I would like to first thank you two for having me here. It's, I, 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 I do miss um, company with both of you. Um, uh, Ananda Murari, I, I, I think the first time that I heard of you was, you know, like a madman, you were going down the streets of Denver, inspiring everyone to chant the names of Goranga. Um, that was the first time that I saw, like, who is this person that, um, you know, like, isn't dressed in robes, but is, like, singing better than anyone and, like, you know, captured by love better than anyone. That was the, my first impression of you. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I'm also very grateful to Leela for having, being, like, put me in a sphere that is like in your sphere. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. And Kaylee, like, I remember, uh, what was the song? It was, um, there's a really beautiful song about um, the moon. Yeah, I would rather, uh, I don't want to be a shooting star. I would rather be a, a, a rising moon. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember seeing that music video of yours and like just, you know, films like, I think it was already like COVID times, but I thought this is, this is a special soul that I'd like to like, you know, get to meet. And then Leela satisfies everyone's desires, it seems. So like, yeah, I'm also grateful. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't get to mention that. Um, There's no dearth of, of bromance on the Take Note podcast, guys. No, that's, that's essentially, that's our subtext. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. note, get ready for bromance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe when there's five minutes left of the show, we can get to the topic, but I've still yeah. got a few pages left. Okay. Of, uh, <laughs> I saw yeah. you taking notes. <laughs> um, I, I did I did take note that something, before I go on, something that I appreciate that you said was it was a song I was meaning to write, Ananda Murari. You said it was like meaning to write. But before before I, I take your invitation, do you want to describe a little bit of that sentiment, that it was a song that you were meaning to write? Mm. Uh, a lot of times, um, if I can't articulate a prayer, I, I, I still feel a prayer. Like I feel a prayer going on. You know, like when you're hungry, you know you're like, oh, I got some hunger. And maybe you don't know exactly what you want to eat. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you get hungry and you're like, I know exactly what I want to eat right now. Peanut butter, jelly, and pickles. That's like what I'm craving. Other times you may not know exactly. Are you what pregnant? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Something Something else you need to tell your mother and father. <laughs> you may not know, right? So, I mean, it's kind, it can be a crude example, but there's this sense of, uh, in my experience, that I have a desire to pray, to say something, to, to capture uh, an angle. And, and the, the good fortune, we'll get into this, I'm sure, is that the writings of, our, of the great poets in our line, right, in so many ways, capture through, throughout the Bhagavatam there's so many wonderful prayers throughout you know Bhakti Vinod Thakur songs Narutam Das Thakur um, Jayadev Goswami so many beautiful poets 
that have captured the the unlimited varieties of moods with which the living entity can call out to God, right? And so fortunately we have that at our, at our disposal. Um, and there's also a sense personally that I really want to compose prayers like that myself. So this was a feeling that I was going through where, you know, I feel very imperfect. I'm obviously imperfect, but I feel very inadequate. I can feel very inadequate in my activities and my, capacity to become absorbed in my relationships with others and my capacity to serve and my ability to um, forego my lower nature right so there is this sense of uh, just please take the essence of what I'm trying to do here that ultimately I'm I'm what I am assured of is my sincerity I'm certain that I'm sincere and that this is what I want so this was kind of a feeling and that, that song actually originally took birth. I got off the phone call, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like stealing, I'm like talking the whole time right now, but it's your fault, Donna Raj. Why'd you redirect the question to it? Now it's just you after this. Um, anyway, I had a conversation with the, the devotee that I actually first met who introduced me to the path of bhakti and contemplation. And I was just appreciating the, the, the broadness of his vision. And so... That was kind of, I wanted like the essence seeker. I remember when I first started wearing tilak and I would go and I'd meet people. They say, oh, what is that? So this is the, a clay, it's clay that marks one as an essence seeker, right? That one is looking for the essence. That's so anyway, that was, that was the sentiment behind that song. I like now, that. Donna Raj. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I like what you're saying about that. And this may be a spoiler, but I'm I'm going to try to lead the conversation to to that. That like that there's something that we want to do before we do it, and then there's the doing it, and that that's kind of that's what the bridge is. The the bridge is um it begins with our desire to do something, and then through serendipity, happenstance, or you know through the disciplic succession or through just inspiration from, you know, uh, just inspire divine inspiration, like that thing happens. And so I think that that's the bridge. Like we lean forward with our hope to do something to reach for God and God maybe, you know, leans backwards to meet us. And that, that, that coming together is that creative act or that like, so that, that I'm going to try to lead the conversation to that. But I think that that, because I could relate to that sentiment, like, I think that there was a poet that said once, um, I really, and, you know, they've written like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of poems. Um, yeah, yeah, Jai, that's nice. Like they've written hundreds and hundreds of poems, but they said once, I actually am just writing one poem poorly over and over again. Mm. It's this idea that like, there's really one thing that I'm trying to say. And like you said, but these are just words. Mm. That's not really what I feel. Um, so I guess that that's a good jumping off point to when you and I got to speak. I had just heard His Holiness Indra Duma Swami. Um, he's doing a wonderful class on the Vrindavan series. If anyone gets a chance, he's just, it's like, it's heartwarming. Um, and in one of those classes, he cited Bhaktivinoda Thakur, a, a, a quote that I hadn't heard before. Um, and I couldn't find the source of this quote. He doesn't give it in the class, but he quotes... Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying, um, 
the world is a this material world is a dictionary of the spiritual world so in the same way that you know i open a dictionary and i look at the word bicycle and it says you know it's two triangles one is right side up the other one's upside down and it's got two wheels and then a handlebar and it's got pedals and you move and if i like try to jump on top of my dictionary and ride away on a bicycle like i'm going to be sorely disappointed because i'm i'm looking at a word that doesn't have the whole dimensionality of a bicycle hmm. it's like it's a bicycle compressed into the fabric of a paper and so when you when you think about that quote of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, what is he saying? He's saying that this world now is a dictionary of that spiritual world. So if you imagine these spiritual objects and spiritual emotions and the spiritual person of who is the supreme person, you compress that to a dimension that it's not actually. And like, you know, we we might have a lot more dimension than paper. We have three dimensions and some people call time the fourth dimension, but that whole reality is compressed now. And we're only, we're experiencing those objects still to a lesser degree that they exist in the spiritual world. Hmm. And so the, the, what happens when we're, when we want to commune, it's great. We're grateful that one of God's names is Bhava Grahi Janardana. We're very, we should be very fortunate that this supreme person is just looking at the essence because if I had to express how much I care about, you know, if I had to express how embarrassed I am that I'm still here, if I had to you know, express how grateful I am to, you know, saints uh or to friends um i i wouldn't i would if it wasn't for that person's like kind of kindness toward me i wouldn't get much out because like what capacity do i have first of all to understand what a saint is mm. what's my capacity to understand how indebted i am to my friends who are spiritualists mm. how much do i even understand how much i should be embarrassed mm. right so Prabhupada gave a nice example that your house might be on fire and you may not understand, you may not be able to speak in the language of the people that are around you. But if you just point to that thing and, you know, make a sign of fire in your hair, like they'll understand and they'll save you. So similarly, you know, Krishna or Bhava Grahi Janardana is saying, you know, this person, like they, they're not expressing nicely or, you know, they're not maybe expressing, I'm not expressing how, Rupa Goswami is expressing, but I, I have been affected by this movement. And so like something is happening and it's very nice that that divine person can see like what's the essence and take it. Right. Mm. So that, that's, that's, I think, um, step one. Can I, can I propose a thought? Sure. Um, and just kind of meditating as you were saying that how there's so many instances um, in all scripture, let alone Vedic scripture, um, of a personality coming into contact with divinity and being so overwhelmed by that experience that they lack the ability to actually articulate themselves and, and show gratitude and, and um, you know, pray and such. And there's so many instances like this. And what the story usually goes that 
divinity sees the sincerity of this personality and they give them the ability to pray they give them the ability to um to connect they give them the ability to write um and there's there's so many instances of this in um in mahaprabhu leela in krishna leela um so many places in the bhagavatam um you see it in like greek mythology you you know it's it's like everywhere mm. so i guess the the thing i want to propose to you my dear friend danaraj and hopefully you could provide some clarity is as creatives ourselves or, or aspiring creatives um these personalities that we hear of are extremely elevated souls um like we hear of divinity giving the opportunity to these these people and, and and these personalities but they are extremely elevated souls and someone like myself i feel like it's a big claim to say oh no it might be a little bit misleading but i'm not the writer of the words you're reading you know mm. that's mm. not kind of i it, i i feel kind of burdened by almost by that um by that assumption you know that, that divinity is speaking through me or divinity is giving me an opportunity to be creative or mm. um so i'm just wondering is is that a valid emotion is that a valid kind of feeling is you know is it true is it not true have you experienced um such a kind of conflict or tension within your creative process as a, a spiritualist and a creative um yeah that's such a good question, Kaylee. Um, I, I mean, there's like there's two sides of that, right? Let let's. It, it's hard to know where to start, but what, it's it's always good to start with what Krishna says on the matter himself. So in in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, and this is actually one of the only mentions of the Gita about rights. So Krishna says, you have the right to perform your action, but you are not entitled to the fruit. So this is like, now let, let, let's like bracket that for a second and, and then remember what Srila Prabhupada talked about regarding yoga when he said that yoga is really the ladder that gets a person from the lowest rung of material existence to the highest. So, you know, in some sense, even people that are like atheistic or averse to the idea of a creator, they're practicing karma. They're doing something for a result. And so they're already engaged in learning the system of how Krishna operates. Like karma is a very crude example of how Krishna personally reciprocates with a person. Right. So, so everyone is participating in yoga. That's just like the first thing. Now, what you're saying is interesting because you're you're asking the question from the perspective of a person that is aware how high you can get. Like at least theoretically, you understand. Like Haridas Thakur, when 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 Chaitanya asked him, describe to me the glories of the holy name and how it is that other entities will be saved. Haridas Thakur is like, I am a puppet in your hands. Whatever I'm speaking is coming from you. Srila Prabhupada in his poem when he arrived in Boston Harbor wrote, you know, like, make me dance like a puppet in your hand. So these, these, these very elevated souls 
recognize that principle that Krishna is saying. You have the right to perform your duty, but you are not entitled to the fruit of action. In other words, and in another place in the Gita, Krishna says that it's actually the modes that are doing everything. And if it's not the modes, then it's um, Antaranga Shakti. It's, it's his personal energy. So we're always guided somehow. Um, I can't remember the exact verse, but the living entity is only allowed to do three things, think, will, and feel. So Krishna is satisfying the desire. You think, you think, I want to make some food, but like the, the grains have been made by someone else. The instruction was made by Kurma Prabhu or someone else. And like, you're just putting these things in the kitchen because and Krishna is giving you the, the right remembrance at the right time. So if, it, if that's the case for even a basic thing like waking up or making food or taking a shower, why wouldn't that be the case for a, for a more complicated thing like creative process, right? Uh, it, Krishna says, I am the ability in man. And I don't think that he's not the ability in women. So Krishna is the ability in people. So any famous person is definitely like operating under this principle that Krishna is actually manifesting his opulence through them. In the same way that any characteristic that I have comes from my mom or my dad or from you or another, anyone else that I met, like any famous person is, is manifesting one of Krishna's potencies. Now that's, that's like the philosophy and the, you know, kind of like when is the lecture going to end part, but like the very practical thing is where it gets kind of crazy. Cause I remember, I'm old enough to remember when the, one of the presidents of the United States, George Bush, said that one of his motivations or something that kind of flipped the switch to going to war with Iraq was that God told him. And then there was a musician named Connor Oberst, um, the lead singer of the Bright Eyes, who wrote a song called When the President Talks to God. And it was kind of insulting of like, you know, what he just says something like, when the president talks to God, are the conversations long or short? Or it's basically like saying, you're claiming to have spoken to the greatest of all people, and this person said something so stupid through your mouth, like that you'll go to war. And so it's like, I think we have a natural, sincere spiritualists have a natural weariness or almost aversion to claiming that they have any kind of, relationship or communion with god i mean you'll see that in the most advanced souls they're not publicly saying that like i'm a i'm a devotee of god they're mm -hmm. saying like i'm a servant of the servant of the servant of god haridas mm -hmm. Thakur said that to chaitanya only in a very it was private mm -hmm. he didn't say that publicly so i think that privately we can know i want to do something good for you krishna like my spiritual master has given me something that i can't ever pay back um, and I want to give whatever I have, like everything, I'm just going to put it out of my pocket and put it on the table. However it looks, I don't know, but I'm doing that for you. But anything that I have in my pocket, you gave me, so I'm just giving it back to you. But now when we're in public, we might, you know, talk about things in a more practical way. Like, you know, I, I learned about how to write poems from my teachers in college. I read a lot of Walt Whitman. Um, and I like T.S. Eliot. And so uh, this isn't ex mutually exclusive. These are, these are all still potencies of Krishna that he reveals through different people, but I'm not, you know, pointing at Krishna directly. I'm just pointing at other people now to kind of hide that, um, 
I, I may be embarrassed that I'm not at the party yet to say something that is worth, you know, admitting that like Krishna has to do with everything. But in my heart, I'm hoping that it's good. I wanted to, it's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I wanted to bring it back to the point before, um, that the point that you're making before Kelly's question, which was about this uh, ability to will something, right? That that you were you were mentioning, kind of moving towards in our conversation, moving towards a description of really um, that I have the intention of doing something, right? And then being able to do it. One one thought that came to my mind was how how unfortunate and frustrating it would be if we lived in a completely literal world, <laughs> right? If, if our world was strictly literal, that, that what you said is what you meant. And, uh, and I was thinking that even as sentient human beings, we have this ability to understand paralinguistics. Actually, mo most of our conversation, most of our experience of each other is not in the words that we actually say. Right, but it's actually something in the facial movements. It's something in the hand gestures. Something in the tone, right? Context, right? So similarly, how much more is Bhagavan is the is the supreme, right? Being able to extract the essence of a thing. Mm. So when you're in your experience of of writing, in your experience of kind of connecting with that, um, is that something that you're kind of consciously willing in terms of like okay i want to have like the best intention or or how do you approach because i know for myself you know when i started writing music again I, I was writing music and then i became a monk and i didn't really write a lot of music i wrote like two songs while i was a monk but i wasn't really writing so much i it's so funny you see my notebooks and they kind of turn from like poetry and journal entries and things like that and then like i moved in the ashram and became like you know, I just took notes. I just kind of recorded, which was good. It was good for me. It was like, okay, I'm like downloading. I'm, you know, consuming divine information. Um, but I know that when I started writing again, I didn't want to just kind of parrot um, the things that devotees would say. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. want to just like cliche like the Hare Krishna thing to say, right? Mm. Like I wanted, I wanted to be a level there, there, that there was a level of rawness to my writing. Um, so I guess, I don't know. I guess my question is how do you approach like your raw feeling as opposed mm. to kind of the refined intention, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I remember having that experience too. Like before I met the devotees, my journal was any and everything that passed through my thoughts. Like that was what I was doing during class, afterwards, like anything. Um, and then once I met the devotees, it, it basically like I, I, and I think this happens because we, we, we see Srila Prabhupada's writing of like how not a word is unnecessary. Every single word is directed and it's not meandering. And so I, I have immense respect for him as a writer to a writer because I, that, that's very difficult to do. To speak, to speak with authority means that you have so much knowledge. 
And so I realized how little I knew. For example, when I say like, oh, I would do a lot of people watching, be like, oh, I think this person is thinking that. And I realized like how much of what I thought and how much of what I thought I knew was just like not grounded in anything. And so the only thing that I know was, you know, the deity is here, that I should wake up early, that this book is important. It, it ended up being like just very factual, punctual things. Because I realized that's the only thing I actually know about the world now is that like, that's the only axiom, that's like the, the axiom that I had was that like saints know something that I don't. Mm. And to the degree that I can assimilate and repeat what they say, then, then I will actually, you know, I can claim to have any knowledge. Mm. Um, I think that um, that's one thing. So just to like level with you, like I, I understand that. And I think that as we begin to, like you said in the beginning of the show, realize that our emotions and even our meanderings are also part of our spiritual experience in as much as we can relate them back to it. You know, in as much as I don't say that my mind wandering is actually how I am, but or that that's the purpose of my life to just have my mind wander, but instead to realize like, you know, my mind's wandering right now. Like, what am I trying to avoid or what am I trying to think of instead? So to see it as part of a bigger picture of like a mental activity, then, then it's like whatever. Um, who I am is a wandering mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who I am now wandering. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I would say that there's like, cause it's kind of helpful to work in binary sometimes. So I'll say that there's like, there's, there's one type of writing that like, there's this famous poet. Um, I think she said, um, and I'm paraphrasing. She said, writing is easy. All you do is wait outside on a hill with a lightning rod on your hand during a storm. And when the lightning strikes you, you run back inside the house. And before the charge leaves your body, you put your hand to the paper. It's like, it's very easy. That's all you have to do. So there's, when you break down what she's saying, she's saying a big part of it is just waiting outside for inspiration. That inspiration is going to come eventually, but if you don't act super quick to get it, it'll leave. So it's almost like even even for that person who is like kind of in the atheist box or like at least like a non, you know, non-theist, they recognize that whereas you may have skill to write, that inspiration is still coming from outside. It still doesn't belong to you. So like it, it won't belong to you if you don't write it down. So that, that's one way. It's so funny. Even the word though, inspiration means to that spirit enters. Right, right to receive breath kelly i was i was a pre i was thinking i was remembering something you had told me this last year that you're like in order to like write songs like you have to live life and, and something to that effect do you, do you remember yeah if you like you know what what is there to write about if you have no kind of life experience you know mm. if you just spend mm. your like you 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 need something to write about which means you actually need to live a little mm. bit yeah 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 so so i'd say that the second mood is like one of surrender and I'll, and I'll describe that so how do i approach writing to answer your question you know specifically um i'll, I'll mention there is a there is a, a small poem that i wrote um two days ago for the appearance day of srila raghunatha dasa goswami and um I, I, I dedicated some of my time during the day to read one of his small books, um, Sri Braja Vilastava. Um, and so, so, so I read the book, um, and afterwards I felt very grateful 
to him for writing it. And I felt grateful to, you know, the devotees who had translated it. And then I, I, I went to my journal and I, um, I just wrote like a small thing. So that type of writing is my favorite writing because so everything that we write, like Kaylee, like you just said, you know, the, the implication of you should live your life is that you're writing a song inspired by your life or that's reflecting your life. So my favorite type of writing right now is one that's reflecting the spiritual world in the same way that, you know, before you meet the devotees or, or, you know, before you have any knowledge of the spiritual world, all you're writing is you're reflecting the material world. You're reflecting wanting to go to a bar or wanting to be famous or being disappointed that you're not or wanting to have love or disappointed that you don't. So it's all about that. Um, so I find that if I, do my job or if I do my service as an aspiring, um, you know, devotee of my spiritual master or servant of my spiritual master or my spiritual teacher, I will apply myself to reading and to listening to spiritual like descriptions of the spiritual world. And if I'm lucky, I will be able to reflect some of that. And I think that that's like that, that's where I want my art to be right now. I want it to be a reflection of my, of my, my desire to be surrounded by people like that, that, that it, like really enjoy talking about who God is. Mm. Um, so that's different than the first process because the first process, the lightning bolt is the reflection of the material world. And it's, mm. it's really difficult to be out there waiting. I mean, my, um, my, my, my wife is a trained artist and, um, she has to confront a world that is full of competition often um, and that's full of a lot of personal motivation for self-recognition. And I used to have to confront that world too and now my life is so much easier because I'm really just writing because my spiritual master, you know, like recognizes that I write and says, you should write for Krishna. And Prabhupada said that. It's like, if you write, write for Krishna. So I'm, I'm, there's so little stress now because I'm not competing with anyone else in the world. Like, I'm just trying to give something that I have. Um, I'm just trying to describe Krishna somehow. Mm. So it's like, there's no more competition with anyone. Like, how would I compete against Kaylee's like production of music? Who can write? you know, 70 songs in a, like over summer, who can do that? You know, like who can be like more bliss than Ananda Murari, like at that moment, like inspiring 20 strangers to say Goranga, like, and it's not even a question of that in devotional life. It's not a question of being better than it's a question of like, let me be with like, whatever you're doing, let me help you do that thing. Cause you like, you've already been tagged. Raghunath uh, says that like, you've been tagged by Krishna. Like you already have that skill. You keep it, let me help you do it. And in doing so, maybe you'll help me find what I can do that's good. And in that way, we all help each other and we're all helped. And so it's just like, it's much better this way. May I ask a question then? Um, sure. Because this is all wonderful what you're saying, but there are also definitely struggles in spiritual life and creative life. What? And yes, there are, you haven't realized. Um, and I, I wanna pick you up on something you said, Danaraj, because um with the assumption that we all want to uh we we all want our creative endeavors and our creative produce to be of some substance to be of some value to people to uplift um consciousness of others and such 
But you did say something earlier about how, you know, perhaps the perfection of spiritual learning is being able to basically repeat verbatim, repeat exactly as you've heard from, you know, from someone in a certain succession of teachers and, and students or, um, you know, that we hear this so often, like, this is the perfection of, of spiritual life and spiritual teaching is mm. to be able to repeat exactly without change. That's why the parampara is this exalted gift that we hear about because it's it's not been diluted, it's not been changed. Um, there have been gurus and disciples dedicated to repeating exactly so nothing gets lost, you know. I remember when I first came to the spiritual path seriously, that stopped all my creativity, you know, because I was like, I can't repeat exactly, you know. So, and and if that is the case, where is the room for creativity, you know? Like, mm. it's so difficult to just pick up the Bhagavad Gita or pick up the Bible and, you know, like, I was thinking I can't write a song like, um, you know, Dharma Kshetra, Kurukshetra, Samaveta, you know, like that's not going to be a hit song, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that was a huge stumbling block for me is kind of like, how can I, how can I like be creative if there's not really room for interpretation in that way, you know? Right. I, I personally found a way around it with, with and seeing other examples, but I've spoken to as well. This is like a common thing, I think, for creatives and spiritualists alike. Yeah. Is that something you've experienced? Or? Yeah. Um, but I would, I, I would, I would amend to that that we should be able to repeat, but not. It doesn't need to be verbatim. That Prabhupada mm. wanted us. For example, I think this specifically, he said once, like you know, I can talk to my god brothers like this, or I can talk to people like this because. You know, I'm in the body of a 70-year-old person. Uh -huh. Like, he's coming from a world experience that he has authority just on his age to speak to the youth in such a way. But if I'm like, you know, I wasn't even married, if I'm saying like, you know, all married life is nonsense or something, it's like, what do I know about it? So I think that there's, right. we're, we're supposed to be able to assimilate things. You know, I say that, you know, Srila Prabhupada says, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. And you say... Krishna is the source of everything and it's not verbatim, but like those are both true and they're in different words. Um, but I have experienced what you're saying, but I think that the room for creativity is that, that honestly, I don't know the form that that takes, but I know that, for example, there's this one devotee, I forgot what her name is, but um, she published a um, Names of God Bible so what she did is she went in the older text and she reprinted a Bible that doesn't have, um, it doesn't say Lord. It, it has the actual Hebrew words for God. So it says El Roy, Adonai, you know, it has these names. It's called the Names of God Bible. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at her work and she did, for example, she wrote a book. It was called A Year Devotional Study into, you know, the great men personality in the Bible. And then another one was a year study into the great women uh, in the Bible. And so she's creating new content that is based on this, like, that is based on this very recognizable text. 
And, you know, Prabhupada has written something that like that, those words have not existed in that way before. Like the Bhagavad Gita as it is, mm. was not in that form. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say, I've, I've, I've heard people, I've heard devotees credit Prabhupada as creating a, almost like a new language, mm. you know, mm. for, for the English speaking world anyway. Um, there's, there's like, he literally created a, uh, how would you articulate it, Ananda? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he created a, a, a dialect, a, a mm. kind of a, I was trying to think in like science experiments when you, you have to define your, define your terms, right? Like he, he had to create new terms to convey a message that was buried deep within the ancient and, and, and beautiful articulate Sanskrit language. Um, as, as kind of a funny thing, I, um, my wife and I, we actually did a collaboration with a bunch of devotees to collect as many like Prabhupada words or words that we wouldn't know or phrases that we wouldn't say unless we came in contact with mm. Srila Prabhupada's books. I have a whole document somewhere. It was like three pages long of words that, we most likely would not have come in, at least for myself, would not have come in contact with this type of language that Prabhupada had to wield in order to communicate uh, a culture, communicate an experience of devotion mm. that, like you're saying, it wasn't, it wasn't available before. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, Danaraj, but I just, um, I thought that was very interesting what you were saying. I wanted to reflect it. Let's see what uh, Robert is saying. Because although everything is Krishna's energy, I'm not sure all my music could be labeled as spiritually enlivening for others. Some days I feel that way and some days I don't. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to bring it back to, I mean, you, you're, you're specifically trying to inspire creatives. And I think that the analogy that... The, the point that we brought up earlier about the yoga ladder is important. Like we should mm -hmm. recognize where we are um, in a sincere way. And it's like, first of all, there, there's no point in repression. So Krishna, Krishna admits that, that there's no point in repression. Like you, you, you should express yourself. Uh -huh. um, and you express yourself to, to, to the degree that you, to the degree that best you can. Like if you're writing a rock song about like, you know, everyone in the world is terrible. And then you, and it's like, you know, all just power chords all the way down. Everyone is terrible. The drum is just like, you know, constant hi-hat and like triple bass, whatever. And then you meet someone that's wonderful and they like melt your heart. Can you, can you still be like, can you still write that song or still play that song publicly? Everyone in the world is terrible. And like, you know, somebody that's changed your life for the positive. And then, you know, maybe, maybe you have someone that's like listening to you or, you know, then that person that you meet starts saying like, Hey, I really like that song. Everyone is terrible. And then you're driving down the street and they see someone's like, Hey, you're terrible. And then you realize that there's, there's some responsibility that like people are repeating what you're saying, that you're, you're transmitting a message that, what you see in the world and you're giving back out, people are hearing. So we should be honest about, okay, like we should be honest. We can't, I, I don't know if I can write every single thing that comes to my mind and expect that, well, you know, the, the principle is that everything is spiritual. So I should, can everything that I do be spiritual? I, there, there is like, 
like any relationship, there's some compromise. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, you know, I, um, yeah, but I, I'm, I, it's a difficult line, but I think that like anything, like we should just be honest and not expect that we should totally have everything like spiritual and figured out. Ainger Prabhu said that like, there's no place in Kirtan for guitar, but like, you know, John V. Harrison is reaching millions and millions of people and there's like guitar in her Kirtans. And like, you're going to tell me that like John V. Harrison isn't like, you know, singing like the Maha Mantra in a very spiritual way. Like I, you know, I would beg to differ, but I, I think that devotees speak from their perspective of how they understand like their personal advancement. Um, but I don't know if it's, if, if, they're schools. They're schools of thought. Well, mm. uh, two things. Two things that are coming to my mind is one in terms of this kind of point that Kelly, you were touching on about just kind of repeating verbatim, and 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 there's like something as as artists in general. Like I don't just want to redo the same thing that someone else has already done. Or, but in in reality, like anything that we see in the world that you know even inspiration but any any song that's been created those songs are are being the the content for that song the content for that piece of art the content for that book that writing the content for that performance right has been taken by some influence from outside ourselves mm. right and so the the and it's essentially being repeated like you know, if you look at dancers, like dancers are doing the same moves as so many other dancers. You know, they're putting them in different combinations, right? But still, because they're coming through the filter of the individual, because mm. they're coming in touch with the individual, then it becomes something very unique and special, right? So it's like, uh, there's, there's a purport that I remember, Prabhupada says, everyone needs to realize Krishna. Everyone needs to personally realize Krishna. Like, they realize Krishna on their own. In other words, like even even the description of who is God or what is God and, and how is God and some Banda you know, our, our, our original position and, and all of that, that's being given by a Sampradaya. Still, I have to understand that for myself. Like I have to know that myself. And the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, that pastime when Krishna's walking into the, the stadium at the wrestling arena and every single person in that arena is seeing Krishna differently mm. and it's a valid perception mm. right and every one of those persons would use different words perhaps to describe maybe the same word or same words but still that percept that experience that that individual is having is is unique mm. that's a really nice point I th I think one one thing that's coming up as well is like when there is experience behind a word, that word kind of hits harder, maybe, or, you know, like, um, it's, it's something incredible about Prabhupada's words is that he's got the experience to back up what he's saying, like you were saying, Dhanaraj, that he can speak with authority because he has the experience of, you know, self-realization. So I can write the Supreme Personality of Godhead in a song a hundred times, but it, it might not have the same effect. Um, that's wonderful. I feel like I could carry on this conversation for another three hours or something, but we're, it's already been an hour, so I don't know where um, where we're going. Are we going to do like a 
you know in gymnastics they, they do like a somersault and a triple half jelly flip and stuff and then they do like a finale dismount i don't know if well, you know what like I'm that. you know what I'm thinking is that uh Donna Rajpur, unless I, I I'm wondering if you had anything else to kind of share because I think both I, I don't know if you were com- completing an idea but I also want to invite you um to br- read us some of your poetry mm. you you had brought some poetry and we'd love to hear some of that and 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 share that with the audience okay um yeah I, I'd l- like to finish with um I think. Kaylee and Ananda, both of you do this very well, which is um, you are you are creating something new. The, the, the experience, for example, in Ananda, when you say, but these are just words, that sentiment, I've, I've heard that sentiment somewhere, the principle of it, but not the detail of it. You said it in an interesting way, but these are just words. And, and Kaylee, you're, you're good at picking up like what metaphors or what figurative language is used to describe God. And you carry those figurative, you bring that figurative language, which is something that everyone knows. Everyone has heard, you know, the importance of the sunflower and that it like follows like God across the sky or a lotus or a moon. So instead of, and I think that you do that well, because, you know, maybe you haven't, or like maybe you don't want to admit that you've seen Krishna personally, but you know that everyone has seen the lotus you talk okay, about okay okay now's the time everyone i just want to let you all know <laughs> i have seen krishna all the beans are being spilled on take the notes the beans are all spilled man um, take notes but, spill your beans no that's the chit chat they're spilling the there we go. spiritual tea i'm going to write this down sorry carry on dhanaraj so anyway so so I, I i think that you know that you're asking the question shows that you're interested in it but it's also like i would like to say from my perspective it shows that you're addressing it in the right way that like both of you in your creative exploits, you are preserving the message that, I mean, what, what was the message? That we're small and the divine or the source is very big, um, that our efforts to reach it are, you know, very minuscule, but that it can, it can be experienced in all of the wonderful things in the world. Mm. And, and I think that like that message is very palpable. And under Murari, that that that's like my favorite song on the album. And I think because of all that, mm. it's, it's like very full of movement. So I, I wanted to finish with that, but I, I do have also poems that um, I picked that could be yes, read. Please, please, please share with us. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I share the screen? Because sometimes I'm, I'm going to read some things um, that are kind of playful. Yeah, yeah. You should poem. you should have the ability. Okay. Let's see. And then you, you tell me, share screen. Sharing, screen sharing is easiest with two monitors. Don't show these tips again. Okay, application window, your entire screen. Okay, let's, let's do the entire screen, see how that works. Okay, um, can, you see, can you see this? Yeah, here we go, you ready? Okay. Boom. Oh wow, so, that's cool. Well, this is this is a nice poem from Srila Rupa Goswami. So th- this is um, I'll read this one first. Uh, th- this is um. I I grew up in a family of um, polyglots. So, it, like, if you were at a dinner table with my grandfather, if you didn't know at least three languages, you wouldn't be able to understand his jokes. And so, like, you know, the, the punchline is in German and there's like, there's a word in there that's like borrowed from French and like, it's actually delivered in Spanish. So like, 
you needed to you're, you needed to work on all those levels. And so this is a poem kind of in response to growing up with him. <clears throat> so it goes like this. Some poema sans podium. Verte stir the te verte tira mi vista y tiro legos lejos en vez de jogar mi voz a voce. Porque no llega tu mind mientras no puedo desarmar ni un poco you en mi pozo. As man, man tiene a cur, por sa, I mantengo red that core. Nothing separa y no sé parar el intento de querer hacerlo. Cuyos mm. dos olhos, dos y dos, so grande y dan forever hope, je pisese, what I lease and vice ver sobre la mer. Y no preciso comer poisonous poisson lleno de mercurio, y no como perros ladrar mis ladrillos al cielo, but como ballenas ballerinas can cantar what aún pido tres veces nightly por aún trepide. Be beside me greatly y grato you arrive, Messi. Wow. You know, I, uh, Kelly, I, I had sent a message to Donaraj asking him if he would be on the show, and I I just kind of spontaneously spoke with a my attempt at a Russian accent, and Donaraj spoke Russian back to me. Mm. I said, my goodness, does this man speak Russian? He speaks Spanish, Russian. So um, is, there, is there a translation, Donaraj? But hold on, hold on. I just want to ask, yes. the, this idea, would you say, like, is this exclusively kind of your idea? Because I've not seen something like this before i, I haven't seen this either I, I haven't seen this either um uh -huh. so so I, I i can translate some of it i won't translate all of it because yeah. some of the beauty in the poem but but i just like to say a few things you can see my screen right yeah mm -hmm. okay i like the poisonous poisson you like that one yes <laughs> poisonous fish uh-huh so 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 this first word verte in Spanish means to see you. But if if you if you split that word in two, verte means to look at T. So it, it's like a double entendre. It both means to look at you and to look at T. Uh. Um, but this this kind of sound, ter, verte, is kind of repeated, but like an opposite with stir. So, you know, seeing you stir the T. So it's spelled in the same way, but T in French is spelled like that. Um, and, and that is green in another language, which looks just like to see. And estira, which means to stretch, is very similar to stir. So seeing you stir the green tea, green stretches. It's nonsense, but it's very beautiful because it uses different language and, um, you know, like, uh, what is what are they called? Uh, phonemes that are very similar and borrowed. Wow. Mm. So I'll just I'll just talk about two lines that I really like a lot. Um, so so this one I like. Um, Legos were my favorite toy growing up, and lejos means far. So you know, throwing my Legos far. Legos lejos. <laughs> and um, th this this is my next this is my next favorite one. Um, Y no como perros ladrar mis ladrillos al cielo. So, and not like dogs, bark my bricks at the sky. But um, 
bricks and ladrar are very similar. Ladrar, ladrillos, they, they kind of like share a root. So, and not like dogs bark my brick at the sky, but like, but like whales be ballerinas that can sing what? Um, ballenas, ballerinas. Yeah. Um, so that, 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 that's that one poem. It's kind of playful. Can I, can I ask you something before you read another? Sure. Um, and I, I don't want this to be a long question, and I, I don't mean it to inspire a long answer either. But we did this poetry um, event recently, uh -huh. and you said uh, you made a post about how prose is very wonderful because it, it provides stepping stone to an idea. But poetry is even more wonderful because it's like taking away some of the stepping stones and it, and it forces you to skip instead to the yeah. Um, so, uh, something to that effect you said and I was just yeah. wondering like that's also an idea I haven't come across as well and in itself it's a really beautiful idea mm. um, but something so magnificent and spectacular as this poem um, I'm just wondering like if you could elaborate on, on that kind of thought as well and it's a really inspiring idea that you said well, I learned that the, the credit for that idea goes to my high school, and I, I dropped out of high school, and I had um, a very wonderful English teacher, uh, Dan Saucedo, who taught me that. Um, so the credit goes to him. Um, it, you said you didn't want a long answer, so I'll, I'll just say briefly, I think that the process of sadhana is the same thing. That Krishna gives you a process like he gave yoga to Arjuna that is unpracticable, but you show your sincerity in trying to practice it. And then when the ground falls off below your feet and you just fall, Krishna catches you. So like if we just keep doing what we do and, you know, hoping that Krishna will help us, eventually the, we will find a dead end or some place where our mind can't go anymore or our intelligence can't figure out or that our process can't do. And then, but if we're sincere and we trust Krishna, like, like this, obviously, like, this is obviously a really good idea. Like it came from, you know, my grandfather speaking different languages to me, which is a family that Krishna put me in. So it's like, you know, if, you, if you just keep digging, you'll, you'll, you'll find fire. Mm. So I, I think that that's, that's the, the short answer. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Please Krishna, more. Please more. Yeah, okay. How so, about one more poem. Okay. So this is this is a very short one. I like it um, because it's um, uh, it, it's a mistranslation of the the first verse of Brahma Samhita. So let let's look at Brahma Samhita first. Let's see. Whoa, that was pretty psychedelic. Inception. Yeah, trippy stuff is happening. Yeah. Okay. Oh right, you saw yourself. Multiple times. All right. So here we go. So if anyone's not familiar with Brahma Samhita, the first verse in Sanskrit is Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchirananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarva Karana Karanam. So this is my mistranslation. Ha! Is one for me, Krishna, for this wandering to see great things? You are the sum of all sums, Govinda. A frog hops on a frog hopping. So I, I want to show you why it's a mistranslation. Um, we we bring in the the thing over here. Wait, let's do it again. So um, 
vara, like just a vara in Spanish means a wand. So is vara parama? Is that for me? You know, is <laughs> for me, Krishna? And when you have a dot underneath the H, you actually pronounce it like ha. So Krishna ha. So it's, you know, really, it's like the first sentence is written itself. Is one for me, Krishna? And then the ha goes in front. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Sachit Ananda Vigraha. This one was tough, but I know that um, Anda in Spanish is to wander. So that's where you have wand and wander, and that's like, okay, you got to keep that. Um, ananda, a wandering, or as our, our dear host, Ananda. So, so uh, Sat, um, Sa, in, I, I can't remember when, but I think it means with or um, for. Um, and uh, so for. Uh, so for this wandering, V is to see and graha. It's just when I said the word graha, it just made me think of like a big thing. So yeah, for this wandering to see planet. Cool. Graha. Like that, it, this name Bhava Grahi, Graha to grab, like grabbers. Uh-huh. That's another word for planet also. Graha. Oh, great. So let's change let's change it. Thanks to the purport of Murai. To see great planets. Yeah. <laughs> Is this one for me, Krishna, for this wandering to see great planets? You are the sum of all sums, Govinda. So Adir looks a lot like um, like to sum or to add. So an Adir, Adir, to add to an adding. You are the sum of all sums, Govinda. Sarvaka Rana. Rana in Spanish means frog. So a frog hops on a frog hopping. That's that's the mistranslation. And orison means prayer. And so this is like, you know, a babble of a prayer. Wow. That's that's the second That's one. exciting. You're uh, you're on you're on a next level. You're like there it is. You <laughs> <laughs> um edible. Like how how mind blowing to uh, like first of all, there's just there are people who get really into a thing. And that's exciting in itself, you know, like if you're on the Internet, you see someone that's like gets really good at a thing. I remember I went through this phase of watching like um, really young Asian kids doing incredible things like, um, you know, there's there's this competition with like cups and you've got to catch them and stack oh, them up, yeah. again, you know, or like um, a slinky or like uh, yo-yos. And, you know, there's people that master these things. And I'm like, that's interesting in itself. But then what's even more incredible about you is not only you've kind of mastered such a thing as language and words, which is something that we all use anyway. I don't think all of us use a yo-yo every day. Um, so it's more of a novelty. But, but there's also like there's, there's something mischievous, there's something creative, there's something substantial and spiritual all in kind of one package. And it's so inspiring, you know, so inspiring. So I... I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for like doing what you do and sharing it with us, especially sharing it with us today. Well, that's, that's very nice of you to say. Yeah. Um, writing is very nice. Krishna is writing in Spanish. Uh, the word for branch is Rama. So you could not know anything about God and you could say, ah, mira esa Rama. So mm. Krishna is like, he's like booby trapped the whole world to like to get you to be krishna conscious mm. it's like all of it um and i think that like 
I, I, I have a suspicion that like if we all, th that's the point of Varnashram Dharma. Like if we all commit to the thing that is in our nature, we're going to find him like beneath a trap door. Like we're, go we're going to get to it. Um, wow. But yeah, all glories to Prabhupada. I just, to, to kind of take it back to that quote that you brought up from Bhaktivinoda Thakur of this world is the dictionary for the spiritual world. Right, the kind of uh, all all signs point north, so to speak. Uh, you know, as you're just mentioning, that there's so much embedded within this creation, right? That points us to experience more of the divine. Of and I I used to conceptualize, or I, I still conceptualize it like this. My mother, when I would, I went to Europe when I was in eighth grade, and she packed my bags for me. And I was there for about three weeks. And in, throughout my bags, as I would unpa unpack my bag and pull out, you know, different outfits or whatever, I'd find little sticky notes that she had kind of slipped in there. Right? Like these little love notes. <laughs> and, and to know the author of the love notes, right? Mm -hmm. it, it may be one thing to recognize that there's love notes being planted throughout the universe, right? These little indications, these names. Right, but then to know who that's naming. Right. Mm. So I'm just really appreciating this point that that this is the you know, this material world is like the descriptor. It's the, the, the ladder, you know, to bring back that analogy, bringing us closer and closer if we just pay enough attention. Mm. So thank you so much for being with us today and being our friend and sharing all that you shared. Um, do you so you have that you have a a, a page on Instagram called um, Candlelight. What's it called? Candlelight. Candlelight Nook. Candlelight Nook. And are you yeah. posting there regularly? Uh not not now. I'm I'm trying to make time to to edit to edit to find time to shoot and edit videos. But yeah. Okay. Well, maybe this is a good impetus. People will will flood you with follows on 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 Instagram and uh, because. Already, what you have, even if even if he's not posting right now, but already what you've posted is is magical, thought provoking, and very insightful. Just as 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 you are right now with us. So, thank you for all that. Um, I'm looking forward to having you on with us again, and having your your physical association at some point in in life. We've only existed on screens, right. the three of us actually. So uh, I'm looking forward to when that that jumps the dimension mm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm sorry if i didn't stay on topic or if i if i wandered a bit i i, I did I, I i do know that it's important to speak to like a little more like practical or like punctual things to inspire people i wanted to talk about hope i'm sorry I'm, that i ran i'm much. inspired and okay. you had the wand for wandering so no problem okay all right great <clears throat> kelly any closing words on your end um well I'm I'm excited, like extremely excited, because this is the second installment of the Take Note podcast, and um, I mean, Bodhika as a platform is just genius, and so grateful for for it existing. Mm. Um, but talking of nooks, this is like I want the Take Note podcast to be a, a real nook where people mm. can come and and nestle in, and and you know. Like where do you where do you get a, a top notch guy like Dana Raj, like reading such incredible original spiritual thought provoking poetry, you know, mm. in such a kind of 
like nice setting and and um anyway so i i'm just excited and uh i'm very grateful to um to you danaraj for uh, accepting the invitation mm. and um it'd be really nice to to broadcast your glories again as soon as possible isn't it ananda 100 percent. well thank you I, I, i'm just what why a nook and not a cranny um <laughs> Because I didn't want alliteration in that sense. Candlelight cranny. I want a candlelight candle. cranny. That's, yeah, that sounds well, like a nice juice. Ananda loves alliteration. Like don't a you? Cran I'd love alliteration. <laughs> it gets him going. It gets me going. Some, some people like fast cars. Some people like wine and women. Ananda, alliteration. Wow. <laughs> it's so cheap. It's so cheap. You can do it all day. Oh. Okay. okay. Thank you, Peruz. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, with a very wonderful special guest. So please tune in. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, we're very happy to be have been you know been given this service. And uh, let us know in the comment section below what you want to see, what you're looking for, what you think now. Spread the love, share, and follow the Bodica page. Thank you very much.